It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Simon's Cake Podcast, which is a video game podcast. Today, we are discussing Chrono Trigger on this episode 36, and I am joined by Camille and George. Uh, there is a spoiler section, but we will warn you before that happens. Uh, so without any further ado, we're going to get into non-spoiler stuff to start. Uh, Chrono Trigger was released in Mar- on March 11th, 1995. That's so old. It is a long no, motherfucking time ago. 26 years ago. This game is 20, 20. Is it 26, 21? Wait, you said 95? Yeah, so 21. So that 10, 21, yes. 21 years ago. This game's old enough to drink. <laughs> Damn, this game's wasted. Legal drinking age. Um, it was developed and published by Square Soft. Or I think it was just Square back in the day or Square Soft. I think it was still Square Soft. Yeah, I thought it was Square. Well, it was Square Soft for Mana, wasn't it? Yeah. So when the Mana was ninety three and this is ninety five. Yeah, it's still so like they didn't become Square Enix till like after. I'm talking about Square to Square Soft, but one of those. Anyway, um, it was uh, the the most notable I think credits for this game are the the artists and the composers because those are the two most well known I think factors of the game. Uh, and the artist was Akira Toriyama, renowned artist. And uh, famous composer duo of Yasunori Mitsuda and Nobuo Mat- Uematsu. Um, this game came out on a multitude of platforms and continues to come out on a multitude of platforms. But w- will it ever stop? Probably not. No. Probably for the better, though. It's a game that. Yeah, it's it's on it's on mobile now, isn't it? Yeah, it's on iOS. Yeah, on iOS. <laughs> wow. So, so. It's on iOS. Uh, yep. I, I timeless. Have, yes, I I have played it on. I originally played it on Super Nintendo. I have it on PS1, and I used to have it on DS, which is the best way to play it, I think. On DS? Yeah. Why? The DS version. Um, I'll just get into that now. Then. Well, it's definitely not the PS1 version. No, that's the worst way to play the game. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about, about the versions, just real quick. All right, you want to get into that now? We got uh, the original SNES version, which is like the standard, no real load times only one that came on PlayStation did they introduce load times because they're drawing information from a disc. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But the DS has extra content added, a 13th ending, a better translation, which was really weird to see because I had played this game so much growing up that like a lot of the, the phrases were kind of burned into my mind. Well, I didn't ever like, notice anything wrong with the phrasing either. So like, yeah, neither. No, no. It was just they, they phrased it in different ways. Like The one that oh, always sticks okay. out to me is when you sleep in the Enertron. And then you come on, your stomach growls, and mm-hmm. it says, like, but you're still hungry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's um, different for DS. Yeah, I don't know the exact wording, but in the DS, it comes out like you're still lacking in energy or you're still, like, malnourished or something like that. So okay. something different. I was like, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really a need to change that. But it has this, quote-unquote, improved translation, more content added, no load times, obviously. Well, which is weird because I got it on uh, PS3 as a PS1 classic, mm-hmm. and there's still immense load times even without a disc in there. Yeah. So... 
like it was remake that before you start putting that out on PS3. Or maybe just it was a disc, but it's, it's just possible it was part of the disc too. It's just, I mean, there's no reason it should still behave like yeah, it. Yeah, it's still behave like yeah, exactly. That's the thing I don't understand with ports. Like, how does it still behave like the old? Uh, it's just so weird to me. I just not, I don't understand it. Basically, well, yeah, there's a lot of like. They don't take advantage Back of like the new yeah, software exactly. that's actually running it. Like mm-hmm. I think Final Fantasy Tactics had that problem when they moved from PlayStation to PSP and PS Vita version. They are they all still really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, though, playing it on with the actual disc, it's de- generally known it's because of the disc spinning and it has to read off the disc. Right. Yeah, it's it's awful. So n- never do that if you can avoid it. The only thing is though, uh, I think the DS has the cutscenes too from the PlayStation version. Mm, that was one of the draws is like uh see your you know your heroes in anime style cartoon cutscenes. Mm-hmm. yeah we looked that up online we we're like there's an anime for it yeah it was joe's just like very, those are just the cutscenes. it was basically apparently. what started yeah. dragon ball c <laughs> <laughs> now we'll we'll get into that yeah, we'll later get into that. yeah so so we talked about uh the versions that are out there uh to play this game we happen to play on the super nintendo version is the version we mm-hmm. we played on and uh, the reason we're even talking about this today is because it was my pick for our Let's Play. Which, if you want to say, y'all, you were sh- I was shoving Life is Strange down y'all throats. Man, oh, Joe God. in this Chrono Trigger. The moment we started Secret of Mana, he was like, we got to play Chrono Trigger. We got to play Chrono like, Trigger. Like, the first day, he was like, we got to play Chrono And <laughs> any, like, like, we have to work really around Joe's schedule to play these games or do the Let's Plays. Yeah. And anytime you'd come home at night, and I'd be like, hey, Joe, you want to do Chrono Trigger? He'd be like, he'd be ready to go. He'd be like, you want to do Chrono Trigger? His eyes would light up. He was like a whole new person. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'll stay up and play it. Yeah. Like, it's okay. But yeah, like seeing you light up for this game, I'm like, oh, oh. I was like, we okay. need this enthusiasm <laughs> for a lot more stuff. It was, it was very cool to see that. Yeah. Uh, well, since we're all playing or showing each other games that we've played back in the day and that we grew up on, and you guys haven't played this game yet, apparently. Mm-hmm. So this is like one of the great games that you need to know about. <laughs> And here I am showing y'all shitty ass arrow the acro. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we I've I have plenty of those kind of games to show you guys, yeah. but the, we got to get through the gems first before we start digging into we're, the. Mats. We're going back and forth, some good, some bad, but yeah. Exactly. Um, did you guys have any preconceived opinions going into the game? Like anything? I mean, you obviously have heard the hype about mm-hmm. this game and how it's something that every gamer should play. Uh, did you have anything else? Like, did you see the artwork before and have any prejudgments well, about the game that you might not like it or anything like that? I already knew that Secret of Mana was the supreme of both <laughs> of them. So let's just get <laughs> that out there. Shit, all it right. only copied it and its characters, just by the way, you know. It, what characters? It did use some of the sprites. There were for characters to copy? I, I mean, I Chrono and the main dude in Secret of Mana kind of look a little too similar. There's a girl, a sidekick. And you know Luca, she's her own thing. So, so I'll leave that one alone. And Frog and Mar- and um, yeah, Rob yeah, and Rob T. And yeah. I'm just Ayla kidding. I'm just and kidding. All I, the other characters that I played characters. both games. I'm just saying that Secret Man is a better game. But anyways, <laughs> do you generally do that like um, objectively? Well, I, I mean, can't. I don't think I can compare them okay. because they're literally very different. I was uh, like, they're the same game. I'm just. <laughs> You were just saying how similar they were. It's my God, Joe. <laughs> Calm yourself down. Yes, it's lost. going over. All right. Anyways, all right. They're very different. I don't think you. As as far as RPG, they're both RPGs, but very very different. Secret Man's so focused on 
action like right after another and going through menus for magic as opposed to this one yeah. it's very traditional turn-based and or atb gauge or whatever you want to use yeah, well, so i mean that just totally sets it aside as far as story it's definitely still very different so yeah i mean yeah. just when i when i first grew up dealing with these kind of games i saw them and thought they were the same game when i'd see like pictures of them right Oh, okay so the art style is kind of very similar to me when i first looked at it so i was like okay yeah. that's pretty cool maybe one day i'll get to it but i knew ever since then that i actually started to get more into video games or whatever as i grew up i kept hearing about this game but i kept putting it off because i was just dealing with every new game that would come out or right yeah. no like especially old games i just get them from like either my sister or people that wanted to share them with me mm-hmm. no one shared chrono trigger with me right so until now i finally played it uh their chrono trigger is good for its own reasons i th- I think still for me, it, nothing's gonna beat Secret of Mana, but that's just bias. All right, yeah, that's your that's mm-hmm. your memory of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, do you, what do you think? Seeing as how you've had experience with none of those games, so you can't. You know, like I didn't grow way. up with these type of games in my my view, my vision. I mean, I had games that me and my brother liked. I had games like Mario that I liked, but like. I was playing like Mortal Kombat and yep. you know like mm-hmm. the fighting games and playing Power Rangers and yeah, Batman really. and Batman and Robin like these games that are all about like combat and fighting so it's like that was a big part of what I was into and same with my brother so because the older brother gets the pick of what we usually end up playing I was just playing what he was right um so the that was a big part of it too like these games like RPGs and shit like this like never even knew about it until like Maybe Legend of Zelda being Legend of Zelda Ocarina time in my high school year, years, maybe like 2006, 2005 is when I first started like getting a taste of it. And I'm like, this is dumb. Why would anyone do this? Like the first legit RPG that I wanted to buy myself was probably Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. my godfather got Secret of Mana and Final Fantasy VII. And now I've tried those games out. He's like, you like these games? I'm like, they're really weird. I can't really play them, <laughs> really but we'll weird. see. I can't really play Right. Like, uh, you, I'm just so used to like, hack and slash. So Right, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, and my first, like, actual RPG that I ever played was Yellow, Pokemon Yellow. So it's kind of this weird give and take because I didn't really consider that an RPG, and I thought the idea of RPGs were really dumb. Like, you take turns fighting. That made no sense to me. Even to this day, it's still kind of dumb, but, like, whatever. Um, but I, I didn't know anything about this game until getting more involved in the community and learning about Final Fantasy, that was always a term that came up, Chrono Trigger. I'm like, what the fuck is this, you know? Mm -hmm. And then um, I got more familiar with it based on the music, actually. Before we played it and stuff, I would listen to a lot of video game um, soundtracks and, you know, different compositions of stuff and video games live and stuff like that. All these renditions of these famous songs. So I knew the music very from... I was very familiar with the music. Um, That's, like, the only thing I had knowledge of prior to playing it right now. I like the second time. that, like that, always came up. This yeah. Chrono Trigger music. Yep, yep. Okay. Um. So you would say that the music is music was the only thing that colored your perception of of the game. Yeah. Hearing. As far as characters and story, like none of that was. I knew none of that, and I tried to stay away from it. The more I knew we were going to probably end up playing it, so I even stopped listening to the music because I knew I would like to experience the music in its form in the game opposed to like kind of getting these ideas about stuff before I even see it. And then this has always been in the backlog for me too, ever since I found out how famous it is. Popular. Yeah. Yeah. So sooner or later I was going to get to it and I'm glad it was with you, with you guys. Yeah. Pretty cool. 
So if you had any preconceived notions, they were very vague. Like, I had no. I knew there was time travel elements involved because okay. okay. of the uh, whatever, and then um, <laughs> and uh, the music was very just you know somber. So I knew it wasn't going to be like a crazy action-packed game, but right. it was going to have its moments. So I was waiting to see. Uh, but other than that, no clue what it was going to be about. Okay. Um, I think I'm just going to give like a quick synopsis of the game itself. Maybe yeah. like just a little intro to the story, like as not on spoiler or as light on the spoilers as uh, we can make it. Um, so basically just uh, in the year of 1000 AD, your mom wakes you up because uh, you overslept because you're a little kid, I guess. And that's what you do. Is yeah. Chrono really a little kid? Yeah, I, I picture him would be about like 14 or 15. Really? Okay. So these are teenagers. He's, pre- in my he's head. pre-teen. Yeah. Oh, I'd say like mid-teen. Mid-teen's like 15 or 16. I would say yeah. he's Pre-teen's old. like 12. He's like an older. 12, 11. Maybe 17. Let's, let's, I'd say around there. All right. Somewhere between 15 and 17. That age where you yeah, tend to oversleep say. and you don't want to get up and do anything. Sure. That's okay. angsty teenager. And he had the punk hair. Yeah, so. he has punk hair too. So he's a <laughs> rebel too. So you, uh, your mom wakes you up and tells you to go check out your friend's invention that's at the fair. Um, at the Millennial Fair because it's, you know, 1000 AD. So it's year 1000. It's Millennial Fair. And at the fair, you run into this uh, this girl who just wants to hang out with you. Wants to follow you around for oh, some weird she reason. she wants to hang out with him. Yeah, she's uh, in a hurry to get somewhere. And uh, wants, someone, wants a companion to hang out with. So you go, you check out your friend's invention at the fair, which is like a teleportation device of sorts. So tra- teleport your energy the, from one place to another. They call it a telepod or something? Telepod. Yeah, the telepod. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chrono tries it out. It's fine. He tries it from one telepod to the other. And then your companion uh, tries it out, and she is not okay. Like, she basically just disappears into a portal. And then Chrono goes after her and saves, and tries to save her and look for her. And that's basically, like, how the game starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and then from then on out, it's trying to figure out... Or they just run into different things along the way that yeah. kind of forms gets, this story. Yeah. yeah. He gets pulled in different directions to do different things, but... Should play the game to figure out that out if you don't already know. Of course. Um, as far as mechanics go in the game, it's, it's very traditional, like uh, active time battle. You, our gauge fills up, and then you can act. Which is pretty funny because we tried both out, where <laughs> it would um, fill up, but at the same time, enemies could attack you while we're going through menus. Yeah. yeah well, that that's something yeah. else. There's an active active battle game, mode and yeah. a wait battle mode, mm-hmm. where uh, if your inventory is not um, sorted and you're not familiar with the menus, and the monsters are just going to destroy you when you're like searching through them. Or you can uh, be more methodical and choose the wait battle mode, where they'll, the action will just kind of stop. Which we also forgot to mention, though, too, that um, if you haven't already heard from us, we did a Let's Play of this, mm-hmm. and majority of the time, it was Joe playing. Mm-hmm. I played a little bit here and there. Camille didn't play any of it, Mm-mm. but we all enjoyed the game together. So technically, I didn't play it. I'm very sorry. So one day I will play it myself. <laughs> but like, I, I just want to say, as far as like the the mechanics, like watching you go through those menus, I got so lost yeah. at the very beginning. It's just all gray. It's very. You confusing. can change the window colors. Uh, from I think there's like eight or ten different. It still doesn't okay. change the fact that but, it's kind of like. But it was just like really very weird. hard to keep up with you when it, you were insane. Well, I'm like, so familiar oh, with yeah. them. Like, I, it's just yeah. muscle memory at this point. Just going through them pretty fast. Yeah, but it, it was just uh, at first. It's cool to see, like, just obvious regular attacks that got your items, and then um, 
what was awesome was eventually we ended up getting these abilities that were really really cool the yeah. more advanced you got with them so and there yeah there's things called you know techniques but there are also dual techniques and triple techniques depending on the makeup of your team like you'll um have a certain dual technique with one character with chrono and say frog and then chrono and luca will have different dual techniques and it just depending on who, uh, who you have in your party like we'll just dictate what techniques you have and sometimes there are triple techniques where like all three of you mm-hmm. do like mm-hmm. a really powerful attack uh, so that's kind of the draw as far as combat goes um which i want to say like some of them were a little too op yeah so i guess i tended to stick with those yeah. there's still some stuff even now like really cool looking techniques i want to show you um yeah well we'll get to that later there's also a positioning mechanic in the battles Really? Yeah, like uh Oh yes, of course. Sometimes of your course. techniques will like go do a certain area of the map, like in a straight line or up and down or horizontal, whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kinda interesting too. Mm-hmm. Like you you'd have to wait for the minions or the, the guys to, to group up group up a certain way and then your techniques would be like the most optimal. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Um also another like you were saying before, another big aspect of this game is uh the music. And I was just wondering, uh, just a few questions about that. Do you have um, favorite music tracks? Uh, did the soundtrack kind of live up to your expectations? Uh, you, were, you were saying before that this is how you were even familiar with the game to start with. You heard like some some music um, prior. And would you say that the game or the soundtrack lived up to your expectations that were built by those few tracks you heard prior? I mean, did it kind of fall flat because you were kind of excited that the soundtrack is going to be like this big thing because you heard songs that you liked. Um, honestly, it did really live up to like the hype, I guess, that I might have built up around it. Um, it was just really cool to hear like the music in its context. And there were even just songs I hadn't heard from the soundtrack that were just really fucking cool. And it just came by surprise like, oh, this place is random and this music is like really goddamn like good. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as favorite tracks, like the Ocean Palace and Scala's theme are really good. And I love the music that plays when you're in like the, you're in like the little like area in the clouds on your way to Scala's Palace and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the track's called Corridor of Time. It's just so just. Sounds like Middle Eastern. Yeah, just, it's a beautiful sounding, like just everything, instrumentation, the melodies, like the kind of exotic feel to it. I, yeah. I really, really love that. So, um, yeah, I definitely say like it, as far as like what the music did, it, it was very, it was a good positive, um, I guess like experience overall. I, like it did live up to things and even exceeded some of those expectations in other ways too. So it was even better than you thought. Or um, exceeded the hype in your mind going in. There wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like this hype of like it was going to be an amazing soundtrack. I just knew like there was going to be something special. And it didn't disappoint you, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, you know, but there it definitely like there were some great things that came from it as just playing the game and listening. Okay. Yeah. And I just want to say like I expected there, there to be a little bit more. I, I thought the soundtrack was a little bit short, but then again, it was kind of. Like, this game is kind of long, so it just reused a lot of similar themes. And they used a lot of the same like musical yeah. themes. Yeah, yeah I think that's the only thing too is maybe I thought it would be there'd be more tracks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was most most if not all of it was very enjoyable. 
and but uh there was a couple of them that were just like okay this is just an average theme yeah. but then there was those oh that's that's a that's gem good, yeah. yeah i'm gonna anytime you you play this again gonna know where it's from instantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and one of them just constantly playing in my head that i can't get out <laughs> it's like oh chronos theme the one you're talking about yeah chronos theme um, mm-hmm. kind of mentioning not necessarily the music but the sound effects were really cool I just wanted to kind of point that out um, there's just some really nice sounding sound effects I liked whatever some Corona would use this katana I like, like the, 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 the sort of ripping through something uh, okay. I like his critical strikes yeah the, right. like the little um, like high pitch noise that comes with it mm-hmm. I love the uh, noise that Marl's um, blue magic made with the crystal shards that they're like, with their ice, ice. Oh, too. I love that sound. But just it was such a unique thing, and I don't know. It really stood out to me. Not, not just because of the the sounds, but the time of it. You know, this game is so old, and these sound effects, even to me, to now, some of the games we've played, I'm like, this sounds really good, or this sounds so unique to the game. And I loved how it kind of fit this theme of, um, just earthy girth kind of like well, very like thick and it, heavy it came out in 95 which is the end of yeah. Super nintendo's kind of life cycle so everyone had kind of figured out how to yeah get you the could most definitely it hear like the the use of the sound effects in that game which is really cool because it's such an old game mm-hmm. it, it just felt nice to hear those like like crit strikes or like you know saying like when the ice would fall it's just like mm. yeah and kill them <laughs> <laughs> sweet delicious tones <laughs> um i'd have to say my favorite musical tracks were sealed door which is like a nice kind of piano piano motif to it and frog's theme which i i mean i guess it's overplayed kind of growing up like everyone covers it well, apparently that's not i mean it's not really like that doesn't affect how what you've liked about no, it. no you know? but it just i've i latched onto that as a kid growing up I so did a lot of other apparently, <laughs> people yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is fine you know that's that's something you liked, and that's just what it is. Um, does this soundtrack rank anywhere in your top soundtracks? Would you say like top five, top ten, anywhere in there? Or I wouldn't know just because I n- yeah. I need to spend years with this now. You yeah. know, now that it's under my belt of like games I've experienced at least. Now it's about playing it over and over again, seeing how it stands up to other video game soundtracks I play over and over again, you know? I'm, I'm you guys have to hear the remixes. Yes, me too. Oh, yeah. I've heard quite a few, but they're like the same songs. I haven't heard remixes of majority of the, the score, so that's going to be a fun time. Yeah, you guys got to check out some OC remix stuff on there. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Um, Yeah, and you guys haven't even heard the Chrono Cross soundtrack. Wow. You guys got some listening work to do. For, for the longest time, I th- I didn't know what came first, Chrono Cross or Chrono yeah, Trigger. Yeah, me neither. I was like, um, they're just... Uh, they're One chrono series yeah same <laughs> all right yeah well i guess if i would answer my own question i'd put trigger and cross top 10 for sure maybe top five maybe interesting okay. um but all right moving right along um like i said the other big aspect of this game is the artwork and i guess a big criticism maybe is that is that the artist copied his own stuff like i mean that's just kind of his style um people say it's too similar to dragon ball and dragon ball z yeah i definitely agree but this came before dragon ball z so he just like i wouldn't say it hindered it though uh, i actually researched it and the original dragon ball ran from 1984 to 1989 and dragon ball z ran from 1989 to 96 uh-huh. but the manga the manga probably the manga okay, yeah because yeah, i'm like they should be yeah the, 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 the yeah the first issue came out in 84 
So I mean, so oh, you're go. saying the manga came out first before? Yeah, Chrono Trigger? Trigger is way after Dragon Ball, like eleven years after Dragon Ball first came out, or at least the first mm-hmm. issue. Well, then he stole his own work, and that's shame on him. But I mean, was that really his choice? Like maybe the person I think in it's charge just his style. wanted him to do that. Yeah. yeah, it's possible. Like maybe that's just the artist's style. Like, uh, like uh, I was. I played Chrono Trigger first before I knew anything about Dragon Ball existing. So, right. if anything, Dragon Ball kind of looks like Chrono Trigger to me. That's okay. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's the other way around to me. Seen too many Dragon Ball Z episodes. I'm just like, that's Bulma. Yes. Yeah, you ain't lied to me. She's wearing yeah. a helmet. She's I, nerdy. I, I can't even deny you that that uh, Slash looks a lot like, I think, Cell? Is that his name? Uh, Slash? To me, it looked like Piccolo, but I guess. Yeah, so. Piccolo. I, I'm not too familiar with and the that, Dragon Ball character. Yeah. The the green bald guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the green bald guy. Wait, what? Yeah, who's the green bald guy? Green bald guy. Green scaly bald guy. Green scaly bald guy. I thought that was Piccolo. Guy. Is that Piccolo? Well, Piccolo or he's Cell? He's not scaly, two. but he's bald. I said Cell. Yeah, Cell. I don't. I don't think he looks like maybe one of his forms, but I don't know. Not me either. But I know what I'm thinking of. And Slash looks just like him. And then Ozzy is just a clear like villain of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Paying a visit to Chrono Trigger. <laughs> basically but uh i just want to say like i don't after it was a bit distracting at first i'm like wait those that looks like similar art yeah definitely. but then after a while it's just it's its own thing and it was fine yeah it's what it was to me it's, the, it's always been its own thing the game art was a lot different though that like, so yeah it wasn't that bad different. yeah it's weird because like getting on the artist i don't know if that has anything to do with the game art and it's like the character design, if that's the same artist as the game itself, like levels and the characters, the enemies. But I do have some weird things to say about the art in general. and The art of the game? or The oh, art of the sprite work? The sprite work and even the, maybe the, not necessarily the, the backgrounds. Or? But just the artwork of like enemies or uh-huh. artwork of some of the things you interact with and stuff. I guess it's more of the enemies, but like I picked up a lot of weird sexual tones in some of the artwork with like some of the monsters um i think there's very obvious like penis like images in some of the monsters and we'll totally up totally look those guys up and put them in like our wordpress but it's just weird like i get this very like hr giger however you pronounce his name geiger yeah um the guy who did alien and did a lot of artwork uh, he's very famous for having a lot of sexual images in his artwork and it's just hmm. part of his work. And I kind of got that feeling, not as like intense, but just every once in a while I'm like, that doesn't look right. That looks kind of weird. I don't know what that's supposed to I mean. mean. It's Mr. just very suggestive. Mr. Crowley's like stinger thing looked a little too... Too Oh, Sir stingery. Crowley in the sewers. Yeah, exactly. When I'm he like, would turn a certain way, he'd yeah. be like, hmm. what's going on there, guy? <laughs> Are you happy to see us? See, I never picked up on any of this because I was like a 10-year-old playing this game. Right. Well, you're not going to apply that. But, you know, being older, seeing it through adult lenses, I'm like, that looks and there was, weird. And there was a few just like enemies that it was just all about like upper body or just like yeah. it was cut off at the torso. I don't yeah, know, there was a lot know, of those weird. things. Yeah. Yeah, for Speculo sure. Specchio turns into that later on. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's why I'm just like, there are a lot of weird tone. Like, I feel like underlining tones there that I don't know if that was intentional or it was just very weird when i see it i'm like i don't know what mm-hmm. that's supposed to be but don't mm-hmm. look like what it should be <laughs> you know? yeah like growing up playing this game the only artwork i ever saw from the game was the front cover of the, of the box and then like you know the artwork on the front that was the only picture i ever saw of it being drawn so like growing up they were just always sprites to me you know 
my weirdest thing though is like I keep like when you look up imagery of Chrono Trigger, there's always such different art. Yeah. Like it feels like it's like different worlds. Like you have the Dragon Ball Z looking art, which is like all the sp- not the sprite images, but just uh, you look up uh, Chrono and it'll be that guy's like 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 if he's in Dragon Ball Z. But then if you look up the sprites, it looks kind of different. And then if you look up the anime or that little action sequences, it's different. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. I find that kind of weird, but I guess it's okay. Um, just quickly, as far as time we put into the game, I think it was around 20 hours or so. I have no fucking idea. We're We'd have to look up our old save, but I think it was around yeah. like 20 or so hours. Sounds, um, that sounds about right. Yeah, and we did everything, all the side quests. I'd um, say, yeah, like we did about 30 episodes in the Let's Play, I think. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, at least half hour for uh, average, so half hour, maybe fifteen hours. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then uh, just really quickly before we hit spoiler territory, is um just spoiler free character impressions, just uh, characterization overall in the game. How how did you feel they they did? Um and and then just um fa- favorite or least favorite characters and villains or side characters because there's a lot of characters in this game to kind of go over. Yeah. Um. I think just focus on characterization in the game sure. because like we were saying before, like uh, Undertale did it really well. I think mm-hmm. I was always saying this game did it really well. And now that we've played it and kind of like circle back around to it. Um, I think the thing to focus on, at least for me though, is that like, I felt like I knew these characters. They had real like personality to them. So yeah, just like, what do you, what do you think about that? Like the characterization? Well, I just going into it, like, remember like this is old game it's mostly all text or it's all text yeah and just to see like their personality come out through their dialogue and through their interactions and their animations which by the way i forgot to mention like they have so many animations for these sprite characters right yeah different stuff like they're laughing they're they're doing so many different things that's a big part of like character building exactly so just to see them do these different interactions and their personalities really come out in their dialogue was really really cool like they even have like moments where like you could tell like they were pausing or they were messing up their words or some of them had accents Mm -hmm. so it was really cool to to get that all in just text but as far as each character like there's some like each person was not forgettable like they're all very memorable characters yeah yeah so that 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 was pretty cool and um i like that they spent time on them to get to know them like i think uh for the most part every character got like a fair fair shake in terms of like uh time spent on them getting to know them their backstory well a lot of beat for beat was kind of like dealing with their issues or with their world or whatever you know yeah yeah like uh following like a the through line of getting to know these characters like the storyline kind of made room for every single character to shine and mm-hmm. at one time or another mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think other Super Nintendo games did that well at the time. I think probably Final Fantasy three slash six did it really, really well, but that's that's another anomaly, I think. But it was definitely the exception to the rule to give this characterization to Super Nintendo characters. Um, you know, too, I've hardly ever really played a lot of intense story on Super Nintendo, you know, mm-hmm. super intense story games. So it was really cool to see just how much they put into this one right. with the mix of the music and these and like i love the animations because they really told a lot with just them showing up on screen and moving or getting blown up or whatever you know like, it was awesome yeah and they all have their little they'll have their little quirks they have to them so mm-hmm. 
going to get them to know me even more. Um, yeah, with all that out of the way, I guess we can move on to the spoilers. Well, we'll close this out. All right, yeah, we'll be back. Join us in the spoiler section if you want to join us and get spoiled. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, welcome back to the spoiler section for Chrono Trigger. Our story mode. Story slash mode begins. Yes, engage story mode. Um, to start off, I just want to talk about some more detailed character discussion because we couldn't really get into sure because yeah. of spoilers. Um, spoilers. Ayla's a badass. Ayla is a bamf. Let's just get that out there in the open. Rob T needs to step up. Yes. Uh, he needs to not let people hurt right. him. We call them Rob T. Sure, yeah, we should probably our use their real play. name. Yeah. yeah, so here's... No, we, we named them. We're sticking to it. You want to stick to the Rob names? Robo is Rob T. But he'll always be Robo to me in my heart. Frog was Frog Rog. was Rog. <laughs> and Marley. Mar- Marley. Marley was Marl. Yeah. It's not that hard. You yeah. can figure it out. And Which, I guess was Janice, apparently, because they wanted to name him Janice and keep his real name. And I want to say, too, Joe, you were fighting us so hard with them names. Oh, my God. I know. I didn't even let me get to name Luca. Yeah, Would have named true. her Juca. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, would, I wanted to be a little bit more playful with the names, but I guess you wanted to stick to the the classic i guess yeah because growing up they're always the same to me but which why did you have to name they should have just left, left the the ship alone like epoch or whatever yeah like, why would you name the who ship even bother man that's such a dumb name too though we yeah, should have changed it epoch? Yeah, it fit the so what we called it time machine <laughs> been more time. obvious you only have five time characters the delorean <laughs> <laughs> all right all right uh back back on on track i think yes. uh my favorite character story i think it so it happened to be the most traditional story, which was Frog, the kind of disgraced, Frog. the disgraced hero who had a mentor, Rog. who has to like you know fight the evil monster and save the queen. The queen. Yeah, I just liked his story of redemption and finding the Masamune and the hero medal and kind of facing his um his literal demon uh, that kind of cursed him to be a frog. I think it was really cool for him to get to get the chance to to face him and i think finding out about his story was kind of my one of my favorite parts of the game so i would say probably frog's my best my favorite character story although there's plenty you have the um you have what would come to be known as one of the uh tropes of jrpgs which is the secret princess i think there's a secret princess in plenty of rpgs out there yeah. but i think chrono trigger is one of the ones to do it first okay i can see that that's a favorite characters just uh i want to say you know i kind of like a little bit of everybody there, I, there was something to like about everybody i think yeah uh just for just personally because i was voicing her i really was into luca's little story and mm-hmm. her geeky she, ways yeah just you could relate to her because you know she had she had something to contribute she wasn't like strong in her uh in her fighting skills at the beginning, but she was like, oh, there's something to fix. I'll fix it. Yeah. Yeah, which I love like, how they explain how that all comes together, like because of her mom. Mm-hmm. Like her losing her legs and her just vowing to find a way to fix it. And Yeah, like the, the little backstories. Like you even get to go visit or be a part of that, right? And either change it or not change it, you know? Yeah. And um, just to see that 
you walk into her house and there's like little ga- gizmos and gadgets everywhere. She just books like just thrown about yeah. all over the place. So it's just she she was kind of like a personal favorite. I, I think I as like a favorite overall too. I really like Ayla. Just like she was so different from everybody else. She was her own person so much more than everybody else. And she's spoken like caveman terms, so which, which was voice. hard for Camille to voice. <laughs> you, you, you would have thought they would have ta- taught her like basic English. They did. She did know basic. Well, more basic, I guess. Or slightly more advanced. But but it, I, like just reading it, I felt like it was so natural. It felt right. Like They did a really good job. Like, Chrono strong. Me yeah. like Chrono. Like, it just felt right. And I really liked how she was their leader of their time and mm-hmm. she like pushed the dude like who was a kino mm-hmm. yeah like, Kino. Didn't, didn't really push him around but kind of like was pushing him to be a better man yeah and in a sense be a better man. he liked to be a better man better man he, he liked him so there she liked him so she wanted to for him to be a better person so i really like that about her yeah, yeah. um i really like discovering the magic kingdom i think it was probably one of your highlights as well um, going up in the sky and seeing this Columbia in the sky, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> back, back in the, the day. Because we've heard uh, up to that point about this Magic Kingdom and like this age uh, where people, everyone used to be able to know magic. Because I think when Speccio first like gives you the ability to use it, he would always say like there used to be an age when everyone would be able to cast magic and um, like they kind of ruined that for themselves. That's something I like too, that there's there's room for story everywhere in that game mm-hmm. the, whether it's Specchio or Balthazar like that old guy that just made swords oh apparently he was part of like ba- the the crew in the past you know that was really interesting so mm. um yeah. what about your for, characters girl? yeah for my characters I don't know I tell you who I didn't like I hated Marl and I hated Chrono everyone else was great but I hated those two even like Marl's story with her family was just like this is so typical this like teen who thinks she knows it all and oblivious parent going through his own bullshit not paying attention to his kid it was just like so stereotypical storytelling and i was just like oh this is fucking trash i i didn't think she had the know-it-all syndrome but at least for sure like she was so attached to she she wasn't the know-it-all but she definitely like played that part of like Oh, my dad doesn't understand. Humph, bullshit, okay. you know. She definitely didn't want to be a princess and have all that, like, uh, royalty, like, thrown onto her and all that responsibility. She just wanted sure. to like, kind of get away from it. Well, she was just right. being her, a girl at the fair. Like, that's what she wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, she wanted to right, be normal. Yeah. And she definitely was not from a normal family. Yeah, I just, there was, uh, there was very little to for me to really, like, I don't know, not just relate, but just really, like, sympathize for Marl. You know, I think it was kind of, like, the designers kind of made her like the thing that pushes the player to do things because mm-hmm. she'd constantly be like chrono what are we gonna do chrono right. what are you gonna say chrono what should we do about this and every second word she said was chrono this was the, my biggest complaint about her i mean as far as like talking about characters i do like though i i think luca and like rob t were the the best like modern day story like mm. lis- listening and interacting with that now i'm like this is the best like connection and motivation and everything story-wise like that i think was like the strongest part of like the story yeah. at least individual stories they had the best story together and individually because they, they had they had a genuine meeting like yeah they were a unique mm-hmm. pairing yeah and it was just so so neat how those two like worked with each other and it was just for me it was the best part of of the storytelling in terms of like 
characters. So yeah. just kind of. Yeah, it definitely like. Uh, they obviously put more work into those two. <laughs> yeah, there are some themes about how humans are evil or, and robots aren't evil and are programmed by yeah. humans to ah, do yeah, evil. And then you that know, was a cool theme mm-hmm. that yeah. she brought up. Yeah, and even he was sort of like confused, like I'm not created for evil. You, you reprogram me to actually be a good thing. Um, so I, yeah, I definitely like that dynamic that they had together. Um, some cool themes hidden in the cracks, man. Mm-hmm. As far as the um, the minor characters, I definitely hated both the chancellors. They were just so one notes, and they yeah. Well, they're uh, like I'm evil. Well, but I, I noticed like a lot of those side characters was just very either cartoony or the generic like. Like Dalton, like you said. Yeah, like, yeah he's like the mustache-twirling villain. Yeah, he just it always took, gets foiled. It took me a little bit to realize, but you he was a joke character once you brought it up. I'm like, okay, that's kind of... That Ozzy's is like a joke character, too, but yeah. I think she's... He's like she's a joke better. villain, kind of like, who has the magic to be very villainous, but... He's yeah. like too dumb to <laughs> to, thing, be, to to do anything like really damaging. The thing I didn't like about the chancellors though was that no one really caught on to him and how obvious yeah, he was. How he long was so transparent took? and no one ever saw him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, was. absolutely. But but just to get back at it, it's just like this game was very like just to keep the story going. Let this make these characters be this yeah. way. This chancellor really doesn't like you for no reason. So, and I think Ozzy was more of comic relief than he was yeah, like sure. meant to be your like straight up bad guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he did bad shit, but like he was definitely there for the laughs, you know, mm-hmm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. The lols. Um, as far as Lavos goes, how do you think he rated as a villain? Was he too um, disconnected from the party? Was to he, be like he didn't have real a real personal connection to the, the the party. It was just he's kind of sucking our world dry and is gonna move on to the next planet. We need to save our planet. Like he's too kind of there's no personal, I guess, attachment to the party, just the fact that they're trying to save the planet. I, d- I never got the sense that he was an actual character until the very end. Yeah, same. When he when he made that final form and it looked like an alien or whatever. Yeah. Like then you got a sense of like this was a thing that came here to for its own selfish reasons Mm -hmm. and until then it was mostly like okay who's the bad guy that's not the bad guy okay who's the bad guy they built that to be the bad guy for a long time yeah so i mean it's it's good or bad i could take it or leave it i I honestly just felt like with lavos it wasn't a character we were fighting we were fighting the end of the world yeah yeah Yeah, he was more of a concept than an actual villain character yeah i can see that i totally agree with all that so uh, but Magus was was a cool traditional like this is what a villain should be. He's very Castlevania y. Yeah. But the thing I liked about Magus though is that he wasn't just a one node villain either. Like we always oh, yeah. like he had his own motivations for going after Lavos. Like he obviously mm-hmm. he wanted to get his sister back. Yeah. Was he using the mystics basically? Because they were all worshiping him or following him. Yeah. Right? Once he got um back in twelve thousand, once he got sent forward in time, um. Like the mystics started to worship him. I think Ozzy was the first one to find him. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was. He was there when he like went through the portal. Yeah, I, I don't really know if he was just using them or he was just like, all right, whatever, guys. Mm-hmm. Like you can worship me if you want, but I got shit to do. Yeah, and he he wasn't a bad villain, but I I enjoyed Ozzy's villainous ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and even Magus, like he had his 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 dickish moments because like, I mean he turned Glenn into a frog. Yeah, and he was kind of like a douchebag to him. 
Well, he was a douchebag I mean, as a kid too. So that was like his abusive power. Like he he just wanted to flaunt it, I guess. Yeah, and he's a weird kid too. Like he kind of demonstrates like precognitive abilities at one point. Because I remember he kind of predicts Colonel's death. Yeah. I've seen like pictures of him too, and they're all like creepy pictures of little cartoon kids. <laughs> I'm like, <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> this is what people imagine him to be. Yeah, of which there's like plenty of analogies to like Chrono being this Christ-like figure sacrificing himself, but I don't really want to get into any of that. Yeah. That's kind of too much. Yeah, yeah, I think we just kind of I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people compare older stories, even especially like books, when they were written like way back when, but older formats of storytelling relate back to religion or, you know, have religious sure. themes. And it's like, well... Yeah. Sure, but they're not shoving it down my throat to make me know <laughs> that it's religious, so yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yes. But uh, as far as Magus goes, I just like that it was more of a matter of perspective because Magus is the villain to us. Yeah, yeah. Because he's standing in our way, and we're kind of misunderstanding what his what he, his intentions even are. But Magus is definitely the fault, anti-hero of yeah, the game, which is right. really cool. Because yeah. he thinks he can do it all himself. Yeah. Yep. That's it. that's even um, demonstrated in his uh, combat powers too, because he doesn't have any yeah. dual triple techniques with anybody. Yeah, he's, he's like very completely solo. to himself. Yeah. Oh. One thing too I forgot to mention about like just characters in general is um, I really like how all the characters' dialect is such a huge one reference to their time and yeah. to like a reference to who they are. Oh yeah. Um like Rog obviously has the most obvious and Ayla, but just I love the Or the even Rob times. T. Yeah, Rob T. Like for Joe to come out and start the robot voice and it just it's fits so mechanical so well. and yeah. yeah, and and program to speak in these exactly. very specific ways. I just loved um additional personality whatever yeah. you want to like call it. It's like Rob-66Y or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, it. That's yeah, hello R-66Y and R-76Y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just wanted to say dialect was like Awesome For in sure. this game. Uh, should we bring up yeah, Silent Protagonist? Yeah, we wanted to kind of spend a little bit of time talking about the Silent Protagonist just as a concept because this game has a Silent Protagonist in it. And uh, playing it 21 years after it came out, we kind of don't think the Silent Protagonist works that much. I don't anymore. think it's ever worked for me, so that's just that. <laughs> but. Uh, for for me, it's it's seeing a sprite in front of you, and like that's he's got a hairstyle, he's got a mom, he stands out. He's got a the cat. Thing is, that's yeah. a character there. Yeah, he has a family. He has aspects about aspects to him that make him an actual person. For him, just to not speak yeah. like you're saying, just sticks out. Like not just that, but Marl was saying his name every other fucking line of dialogue. How can he not be responding in any way, shape, or form that we can understand? The thing is about this game, though, is for some reason in the universe, in the game, he was talking. We just weren't seeing it because they were reacting to something he was saying, but we weren't seeing it on the text. I don't fucking buy that. I, I mean, no, nope. that's that is what was happening. We just weren't seeing it. Like, I do not buy that. <laughs> looking well, back now, like they did that because they had a purpose of making us think. Like the only reason a silent protagonist ever exists is for, for the you. people, for for the, sto- the for the audience yeah. to put themselves in that story. Yeah. So when when it's like Krona, what are you gonna do? Like inside yourself, I want to defeat Lavos and save this world. Mm-hmm. That's you speaking through Krona. Yeah. But just looking back at it now, um, it's sour for us now, like newcomers, because for me. Looking back then, it would have been cool. I would have got it. It was part of the story. But even with, like, A Secret of Mana, like, that guy had a character and had, like, his own, like, things to say about different things. And and Chrono just seeing him, like, I want to learn 
I want him to have a discussion with Luca about how they grew up together or whatever, you know? Like, there's still some story there. That it's the one thing that hurts the characterization in this game, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's not a good or bad thing, but, like, like, it should be considered differently moving forward from here on out. Like, it's very awesome to see first-person games, like, think about adding that or not. Yeah, like, the, the one game that comes to mind right now, playing first-person, first-person is like Bioshock Infinite. You're playing first person, but you hear Booker's voice. And I love that because, again, it's about the, well, it's about the game telling their story, not you filling in and you kind of telling the story. Which, you know, that's the difference of some games' approaches. You know, Zelda, Link is completely silent for everything. You hear him make noises, that, but you don't yeah. hear him interact with people. But there's obviously this interaction happening. Uh, uh, that's uh, my thing is too when they have dialogue, and then like a second later, that's like the person's like, "How are you doing today?" Okay, that was cool. Like you just mm -hmm. gave me a whole story. Like, like oh, that character said something. Yeah. I want to know what freaking Link said to Zelda. Like, yeah. <laughs> would tell me. Yeah. It just makes for awkward exchanges, I think. I, I think nowadays, day, yeah. in, day and age, when we can literally put voice acting in there and just to have this one character sitting there in front of you who has a hairstyle, who has a history, who has a, their who own thing a, in the story. It was created with purpose. It, it's kind of cool that you brought up Bioshock because Bioshock, the first one, has like this character that can be instituted as you, as the player. I don't remember. Does he talk in the first one? No. <laughs> no, it's just... Character. He makes grunts and, and does yeah. random stuff, but at the end of the like, it's very focused on you being the character, and then well, Bioshock Infinite with a is different, a character. A different approach because the storytelling is about a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Without spoilers, there's obviously like a purpose for that, yeah. you know. But yeah, it, it that was made with intent because when you get to the end of Bioshock, the first game, you understand why yeah. you're yeah. first person. Whereas this, it's like. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just in general, like filling in the shoes is kind of that should be a build your own story thing like Mass Effect or something. You know, I'm yeah. kind of over this. Like they can't say anything like that's it's, I mean, this is old game, but just yeah. the, it's the concept that's been around for years and years. In the context of Chrono Trigger, even just now, I, I really wanted Chrono to say something. It wouldn't have bothered me as much with him being a silent protagonist if we didn't have the constant bickering and interaction with Marl. Okay. Like every other time what should we do chrono like mm. why are you why do we keep going this this route you know it's mm -hmm. to emphasize that she has feelings or whatever mm. you know it, it was kind of like she was she was the navi in this game kind of yeah. like let's go chrono yeah whereas luca was like the narrator explaining everything to yeah. chrono like oh that's why the robots are evil in this time because you know blah 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 yeah i usually don't have a problem with silent protagonists but in this game where um there are all these different characters, and you're the only one I say anything. It definitely contrasts. Yeah, oh, it yeah, exactly. stands out right? so bad. Yeah, it stands yeah. out a lot. Yep. Um, but like I said, I'm just so used to it. Been playing it so long. It's just that's what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's a classic. Like if they try to add in dialogue now, it would be so. Which sure someone would be <laughs> so yeah. mad. Which uh, we were watching all the endings on YouTube last week, and I had no idea they were two lines that Corno does actually speak. Yeah. <laughs> Where you yeah. can read it anyway. But I mean, that, that's kind of like the joke of that yeah. ending. Yeah, for sure. Um. All right, uh, I want to talk about favorite moments, even though I kind of already said a few of mine about uh, confronting Magus in the Magic Kingdom and saving Luca's mom as well. Um, did do you guys have any favorite moments that stood out to you that you wanted to highlight and talk about at all? Every Ozzy moment. 
Yeah. Like, that was only yeah. because of my <laughs> fucking voice. But that's how we that's how we shared this game. Yeah. Uh, that just every time Joe would surprise me with a new interaction or voice, mm-hmm. it's like, hold on, let me let me take care of this. And he'd do it his own way. Or when he start doing Crow's mom, the old, screechy. Remember the old man in um the apocalyptic yeah, yeah. future or whatever? Yeah. And he's like, <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or or even when Justin came in, he's like, <laughs> Yeah. Like clearing his throat yeah. like an old man would. Exactly. So just those interactions when people would start using their voice. Like, like yeah, I, I I'll just, go back to the Let's Play and, and love that part. Yeah, I definitely agree. Or was that all for you? No, uh, and then, um, le- well, act- in actual favorite moments, uh, definitely meeting Rob T and ho- his whole little story. And then when the, the crew finally figures out like about Lavos and like they want to do something. Like yeah. they... Chrono and Luca are like saying like we should do something Chrono and they're just like yeah like get together mm-hmm. uh, for now I'll leave it at that but I'm sure I'll think of another one because of yeah as far as like I mean we do have our playing the game ex- like experience and favorite moments and like in game but my out of game is definitely just hearing that Johnny guy for the first time. Oh with yeah, George. George's Johnny was amazing. Like I was just trying not to laugh the entire fucking time. That was so fun, and yeah, like hearing Joe do the old man voices, or even when you would really get into Rog. Like I just loved oh, your exactly, accent and right? stuff. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Um, and then just R-Dash hearing these guys y, laugh so hard at me for doing Ozzy. Like it was. That's fucked up. Um, those are really fun. And then as far as in-game moments, um, I didn't really like it, but it was very memorable, at least how the game made me feel, and that was watching Rob T get destroyed by <laughs> have, the I, other robots. I have this in my notes as I was going to say, like, as far as making you feel something, Robo or Rob T getting beat down. Yeah, like, I I don't know. It was just such a moment where, in the, like, that was the first time the game actually made me, like, feel some kind of, like, sympathetic feelings or or sad or just made me react in an emotional way and i was so just not on board with watching him get destroyed um so that was definitely a a favorite moment or maybe not favorite but just like a very intense moment emotionally and then my favorite other my other favorite moment in game is when everyone's sitting around the campfire and they're talking and i was Mm -hmm. just like holy shit we finally have this moment where everyone's here and they're all interacting and like you get to see all even these people. Magus. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I love that just because you never get it again, and it served its purpose as like here's the calm before the storm, so to speak. And it was a really nice, serene yet kind of eerie moment of what's to come and mm-hmm. shit's about to get real. But this moment right here is important, and it's, I think a lot of games do that moment, and I think it's important that they do it because it is this moment where you need to pull back, especially really with a crew. Yeah, especially it's a, it's a when you have Xander an ensemble moment. cast like that. Yeah. yeah. Like Mass Effect does that well too. Yeah, Mass Effect. Um, just a lot of games do Zanarkin. that. Your little moment. Yeah. yeah that's, oh yeah. That's what I was thinking. Zanarkin, like this moment of like, we're all here. We're all in this moment. Even if it's good or bad, we're still all here and acknowledging one another. And um, that was a really strong moment, just in storytelling overall. So. Yeah, and just to reiterate, like, there's so many favorite moments with uh, every time you meet a character, like Ayla bumping in, like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna beat up these guys. Be right back." Yeah. Yeah, and she, she scares off all the reptiles. Yeah. Um. What else was I gonna say? Yeah, one thing uh, that I didn't like, just kind of going to the other side of things, was that 
I feel like when you get back to the prehistoric era, or when you go there, it feels like a momentum killer to me. Sure. Uh, because you've been going through all these different time periods, and you go all the way back to... Um, when you get transferred from the Zeal Kingdom? No, no, the first time you go to 65 million BC in mm-hmm. prehistoric times. Um, to learn about... To get the Lavos. Dreamstone. Okay. Yeah, you happen to... Um, that's like the the only significant thing that happens there, is you find out that that's when Lavos fell to the, to yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. But I think just going on this with this little like hunt for the Dreamstone, like the stone that doesn't even need to be in the whole story to make the Masamune work... Like, it just felt like a little kind of filler content. Sure. And then there was moments like bosses that were just a little bit too long. Yeah. But but I guess it's just part of the game. And uh, I don't know. I felt like every moment B for B was p- pretty on point. Like, maybe not the the rainbow shell or those little side missions didn't yeah. really have to See, be that, there. My, my problem with but the it side did missions was that, like, they should have had that, like, come up in the middle of everything going on. Because, mm. like... You're like building up this momentum. You start learning shit and you start getting powerful and you're like, holy fuck, I'm ready to go. And then they just say like, nope, you better slow your ass down. There's all this other shit you need to do if you want to have a potentially great ending. And like that for me was like the biggest momentum killer throughout any game I've played really because you're, I felt like the excitement was starting to really catch me and I'm like, all right, we're learning all these crazy things. We're about to deal with the big bads, start working to fight them, and then it's like, you gotta do a bunch of side missions, and I'm like, that's fucking awful. Nah, you don't have to, but... Yeah, you you don't really have to. You don't have to, but it's a part of the game. Like, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, it didn't even really add to the ending, per se, too. It was mostly just to learn about that, do that little thing for Luca, you know? It's character backstory, for sure. Yeah, but that, again, like, it's still something you have to do to get something that is worth what your ending is maybe emotionally or mentally and i think too there were there were like little added puzzles like like we had to rebuild that force you know oh how do we go what time period do we have to do this yeah, there's just a lot of there's there's a little things. puzzle element in there for sure yeah i think they should have sprinkled out the side quests throughout yeah. the game not just okay not just drop all of them on you that's what i mean like yeah. if they would have started like midway of the game started being like well you can go take care of something with luca or yeah. you know this came up maybe you can go do this like or even like you saying, sprinkle it out throughout the game. Like that would have made more sense. Yeah, and to be a little bit fair, the um, the side quest where you do kind of grow the forest back and go into ground, and then it ends in the campfire. You can do that sooner. Right? Yeah, you can do that way sooner than all the other ones. But yeah, all those other ones are just dropped on you at the end of the game. Yeah, and it just it sucks because I want to be invested in my characters. I want to be able to be like, I know who this character is and why they're doing it and what motivates them. And yeah, that would have been such a tragedy to not have that in our our gameplay. And that's, you know, not know. that's what the side quests do is they bring closure to a lot of these character stories like frogs and um, and robos and, and, and Lucas for sure. Right. And uh, for me, there was another aspect about this game too that was kind of like uh, wishy-washy with them. I'm like, I didn't really... After watching the endings, I realized, like, you know, really don't have to have that many different endings. I guess there's just, it was mostly for fun or just a to see. A few of them were just, like, joke endings. It would, yeah, just to see, like, what if you defeated Lavos at this time? What about this time? What if it, Chrono was still dead and you went to go fight Lavos? Mm-hmm. You know, at, at, at the end of the day, to me, that really didn't serve a purpose as opposed to, like, a replayability, I guess. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, our the way we ended it is going to be my ending. And I, I think that's how that's I the most like to treat a way. lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's why I want to, to do it the way we did. Cause our, our ending that we got uh, was like the most, um, yeah, you pretty much did everything <laughs> traditional canon canonical mm-hmm. ending with, um, I think it's called the reunion ending. 
okay. uh, where everyone kind of meets at the castle at the end. Yeah, like yeah. it was a big surprise. Then we lose Kronos' mom. I don't know. Yeah, and his cat. Chasing a cat. Damn cat. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like for me, I could take it or leave it. I'd rather leave it probably, or just or take it out. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Was it? Did it add to this game for you guys? The multiple endings. So just the possibility of getting these multiple endings. It added more like anxiety for me more than anything. Like, which ending is gonna be the one that gives us the optimal ending? And sure. what do we do to make sure that like we don't fuck anything up? And like, what moving parts need to be in place, and which ones don't? And how much of us fighting these bosses matters and yeah. how we get to Lavos, how right. is that going to affect our ending? Like all of these things, it, just like anxiety. If written. we didn't have Joe, like I would have killed Magus. Cause I thought like, Oh, you're supposed to fight him. Like yeah. you're supposed to say yes when he asks you to fight. And we wouldn't have this cool, like yeah. character added to our party. Like it's just stuff like that. I'm kind of like, you know, it kind of sucks if you're just playing this by yourself, but yeah, you would never know. Yeah. You never know. But I, I guess it's part of the, the water cooler trick, too. Like, you play Chrono Trigger with Magus? What? Yeah. So, um, one thing I wanted to say uh, was about how each time period kind of felt distinct. Like, if you were at a certain time, you kind of knew sure. you were at a certain time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. even right. with, like, kind of the limited resources that NES, that the Super Nintendo has, uh, each time period, time period definitely felt like its own thing, and in some kind of weird ways, like a character in itself. Um, For sure, that that brought some excitement too when we were playing. Like, where are we gonna go next, guys? Right. And yeah, that sense I was of wonder. So dumb though. Like, I legitimately thought that we were time traveling to the to future to different places. <laughs> I didn't know we were like the back and forth in the same continent. Yeah, and I, when I realized that, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Someone needs to explain what's mm. going on to me because this is bad. I mean, it could get kind of confusing, but uh, I feel like we've gotten used to time travel stories, so I just wasn't too shabby. Was not, I wasn't as attentive to the, the the groundwork that they set in the beginning mm-hmm. when we first start moving around. I'm just like, we're in another place. Cool. We're in a jungle. Cool. We're in the forest. Cool. We're in the past. <laughs> cool. Like, it didn't make too. sense to me that we were in the same place. Until someone's like, yeah, this is where that place used to be. I'm like, what the fuck are I, you talking about? I picked about? up on it right away because there's like, oh, that's where the bridge was. And you're like, yeah, huh? Xenon Bridge. Yeah. yeah. And you're yeah. like, you know. I remember that, but then I was just like, it went away. Like, <laughs> just, it all like, away. They, they didn't build that bi- bridge yet. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, Even then, I was like, bridges? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, yeah. The, the, but there was like, like, like Joe was saying earlier, the. Like, some of those moments, like, did they really have to be there? I guess so, just to add fullness to this game. Like, uh, dealing with Az- Azela or whatever it was. I always called him Azela. Yeah, Azela. And the Tyranno Lair is kind of like, oh, God, just get us out of here. But yeah. then it was cool to see that, you know, like, what he said, like, you missed, or remember us mystics, you damn humans. Or yeah, that, that was that was one of the best moments, I think, in the past there was when he admitted, like, oh, I guess humans are the superior race. We can't yeah. beat them. They're going to take over it, the world. It's sad, but it's like, yeah, I guess yeah. it ended like, up happening. What the hell are you going to do? You're going to destroy this world? Being and then, crazy? And then in a nice touch, the ending where you beat Lavos before you go back to that past mm-hmm. and live that moment, and then the humans are just all reptiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, there's a human in the race. Yeah. Yep. And they're probably like, ugh. ugh. Like how I was with yep. the reptile. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> that, that, that bias is there <laughs> right away for you. Which I just got a headache trying to figure out 
how that whole thing works because because it's like not you weren't to... <laughs> you weren't a human and like a thousand AD originally, and you hadn't gone back to the past yet at that point to put the kibosh on that race. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just weird. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think you're supposed to take it too seriously. Of course not. The moment you start talking about time travel, there's like two sections in your brain. The one that understands the linear like conversation exactly. and the other one it's like, what the fuck yeah, is happening? Because all these things are happening around it. Timey wimey. It's mm-hmm. fucked up. Alright. Alright. Um, I guess unless anyone else has anything to add about the story or anything at all, just move on to friendly advice. I just... Like... I'm sure if we sat here and tried to pick up at every little thing, like there'd be so much to say. So if anything, listen to our let's play because you'll probably get a lot more of like each little beat for beat feeling yeah. of, of how we feel about different things. I will say I'm kind of glad that we did this as a let's play because it forced us to be more involved in the text, not just yes, making yes. it a part of like we read it and that's it. Um, That's why I wanted us to read it out loud. Almost. Because at least at the very least, we were able to either identify and or just have fun with, you know, text-based story. Because mm-hmm. it is sometimes hard to really, like, get into that stuff. But um, Undertale kind of being the newer text-based game and it's showing that you don't need voice acting to carry a story. However, um, it, it did allow a lot of fun, mem- memorable things to happen with us and... I mean, if you've never played the game and don't want to, like, check out our Let's Play. We we had a lot of fun doing it, and we had a guest on it, and we're really glad that we were able to... I'm glad we were able to experience it in the way that we did, because it just kind of goes to what we're doing here. You know, we, we're friends sharing games that we grew up playing or want to know what you think of, you know, and just kind of giving that experience to someone else is really fun, and it's. I like that we were able to capture that, you know. Sure. So, yeah. I couldn't say that better myself. Very cool. Very cool. Um, did you want to give the writers any advice, or the designers, or developers, or whoever? It's the artist. <laughs> too old to give advice. Uh, I would just say. No more silent protagonists. Yeah, there you go. No, there's stuff to pick up for for future artists. You know, to yeah. go back to Crown Trigger and see like what it was back in the day. I really like the attention to everyone's character. Yeah. And just uh. There's a lot of attention to detail, so look at it. And it's a good study for future future games. Which I'm going to warn you guys right now, just so you're not disappointed later. Chrono Cross has Silent Protagonist 2. Not playing that not game. Not playing it. You should still totally play it? Uh, regardless, it's still going to stay in the universe, so I'll play it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess... I guess the friendly advice that somebody gave the the, the writer creator was we need more characters. <laughs> really? Is that because there's so lot? many characters in Chrono Cross? It's ridiculous. Like playable characters, and they're they're all they all have like their own personality too. But it's like too many characters. Man. Jeez. I w- I will say if anything, just gameplay wise, like make it a little bit more distinct between actions among characters or uh, mm. like going through those menus. It was just trying to watch that was just kind of like okay. I'll wait, we'll wait till he's done. <laughs> like, like, can we back? To, can we get back to doing the story? Right. For me, I guess the gameplay was more of a lull as opposed as opposed to uh, mm-hmm. the actual story. So, all right. Um, I guess uh, y'all have any final thoughts on the game? Anyone? I think Camille summed it up. Like, this was yeah, awesome that we yeah, all did. played it together. Put that in the final thoughts section. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll just leave that as final thoughts. Yes, we already had our final thoughts. Right. I'm glad we played it. Definitely was going to get to it sooner or later. We got to it here. It was awesome. Yeah. It's one of the most respected, beloved games 
and and video gaming. It's I'm just glad I can listen to the soundtrack now without holding back. So, uh, real quick, did this have any hype to you? Was this overhyped to you at all, Camille? And did it live up to any hype? Because you're very like. Well, I mean, a lot of people talked about it, but for me, it's in the genre of gaming and just in a genre in general that's very underground. Hmm. Like, RPG isn't that huge in the U.S. I mean, a lot of people that I know like games that are RPG elements or have or are just RPGs, but, like, it's not a big enough conversation that I see all the time. Although people will mention it, like, greatest game, greatest RPG, always Chrono Trigger is in that list somewhere, but... I don't know. I don't have any caliber of when RPG should and shouldn't be. I don't give a shit because I've never really played. And I'm just kind of like, okay, whatever. I'll watch you guys play it. I mean, story-wise, it, I thought there'd be a little bit more cohesiveness. Like, I thought there'd be more details in the story. But just for a text-based game, there was pretty much, like, what could be there. There's a lot of details you have to play the game multiple times to pick up, I think. I'm sure. There's a lot of nuance goes there. A lot the eyes unsaid even. stuff, too. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, I mean, it's not good or bad. It's just, it, it lived up to something pretty solid overall. Yeah. Like, like what we talked about with Mana was like, Mana really, like, that game was strong on its platform of fighting and combat, you know, where this is strong on storytelling characters. So there are its you know pros and cons but i think overall there was a lot more pros i mean even on my list there's only one big con that i had and that was the momentum being completely just thrown off by side missions Mm -hmm. but like everything else was okay i mean the grinding was so like i just could give two shits about the grinding but that's just grinding in general and i want to say too it was cool to see that joe didn't ever feel like he really had to grind because the story kind of kept you yeah like it, it throw people at your enemies at you when you need to get stronger yeah exactly yeah that's um which is cool like i like that they have this force grinded system i mean i didn't play but it seemed kind of neat that all right you're in a new area you're going towards something new we know you've never been here before now you need to fight these guys yeah. you could not get out of it and fight i thought that rats. was neat <laughs> but um yes like the music did live up to it the story did live up to like any hype that joe had I mean, luckily he wasn't like bashing it to my face enough where I'm like, I'm not, I don't care. Because like when I hear something too much, then I'm like, I'm, exactly. I'm going to go through it and just be like, this is not anything close to God's status, That's why you know? I, like I try to hold some back, but there's sometimes like, y'all should play this game. Yeah. Y'all should watch this movie. All right. uh, I'll, I'll say this game was a lot, very overhyped to me. And I, like, I agree They would like story, especially really stood out and, you know, um, uh, w- one day I'll want to go back and play it myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll probably never go back, but mm. <laughs> it is just, it's, I'll totally love to watch Joe play it in the future whenever he decides to go back. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you think, did this get you interested in playing Chrono Cross at all? I already said it, man. Do you want, I'm not going to play just, it now. Do you say right, it on you record? You asked it one to too many times. Oh, I don't know if you said it on the podcast times. or not. You know, you're overhyping this, this <laughs> Joe. Chrono Cross might be hitting that overhyped level. Yeah. Isn't even that good compared to Trigger. Really? Oh, well, then I don't you even have to play it then. Better game? Would you go on file saying that? <laughs> on record? Probably, yeah, but Chrono Cross is amazing. What? But it's Cr- not Secret Trigger. of Man is the better game? Okay, there it is. Definitively said by Joe. All right. Trigger will always hold up because of the, the, the sprites in the 16 bit era, and Chrono Cross unfortunately came out on PS1 and everything was polygonal and ugly. Yeah, that's true. 
So ugly, I mean, ugly polygons. The soundtracks will both hold up Damn for both ball, games, yeah. but um, Trigger will always be the the superior game to me. Okay. Even All though right. Cross is amazing, and you should totally play it. That's enough for you. All right. Well, then there you have it. There you have it. Um, yeah. So finishing my final thoughts from before, I, um, like I was saying, one of the most respected and beloved games, but it's even respected by those who haven't played it, like you guys. Um, which I, I wouldn't say I respect it. I hated it. <laughs> Anytime it come up, like, why do these people keep talking about this game? <laughs> what is it? No, let him finish. Um, no, no, he needs to know. I'd say it's in my top five games of all time. It's very special, and especially it's endlessly replayable, especially with New Game Plus, which we didn't mention that it even had in it. So you can go back and start from the beginning with your all your levels and items and experience and techniques over and over again to, to try and get whatever ending you want to get. I want to see some of them Rob T. Right? Well, there was not enough Rob man. T in our playthrough. Alright. Cool. Well, yeah, that is true. And then interactions would be different among different characters. Yeah, so go through and play with your own party. You'll get different interactions. Yeah, didn't you say, like, if we had Frog, when we met a Magus, he would fight him automatically? Uh, hmm. Or does the option come up again? I think so. I'm not sure. Oh, and, and if you're going to go in the Blackbird, bring Ayla. Yeah, bring Ayla to the Blackbird. Yeah. Even though, I mean, didn't really know that I was going to go yeah. get sucked in the Blackbird at that time. But Yeah, you don't really know. Because you get captured, but whatever. All right. All right, that'll bring our discussion of Chrono Trigger to a close, I think. Can't believe we found the podcast did. Yeah, so check out the Let's Play of the Chrono Trigger. There's some... Pu- Plenty of good times are had in there. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Simon's Cake. Um, our WordPress is simonscake.wordpress.com, where we post all our podcasts, blogcasts, our occasional blogcasts, and Let's Plays. Um, we're on iTunes. If you have a, a free moment, please give us a rating and or review. Um, you can email us at simonscakegames at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Instagram at Simon's Cake Games, and our YouTube page is Simon's Cake. You can just search Simon's Cake; you'll find whatever you need to find. Um, Don't go to the bakery site. No, stole our. N- <laughs> it's us. We're Simon's Cake Games. Yes, you can find us on Facebook as well. Just search the Simon's Cake, and you find us up pretty easy. Yeah, Simon's Cake Games. Games. Games, not food. Breakfast yes. pie. Because the cake is games. High. <laughs> games. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, my uh, URL is uh, twitter.com slash revenantthings or at revenantthings whichever you want to do you can just find me on twitter at lady oddity and find me at geogenesis 999 alright that should do it guys no, Run trigger. Bye. bye bye I never want to play this game about- <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> bye <laughs>
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.